This episode is brought to you by Netgear, Orbi Wi-Fi 6. Is your Wi-Fi feeling old? It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is if your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated. With Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. Coming up on TMS. We dedicate this show to Mango the Kitten. Hold on to the memories. I'm on a zoo call. I said Heather, you a-hole. Suburban white kids and their switchblades. Magnus Pike blinded us with advisement. Dire wolves are real to me, damn it. Mavis would be so pissed. Jesus of Nazareth. A vegan royale. Jobby jokes with and Brian. Please give free hotel room a free hotel room. Two-fingered Tom. Turnip cartel. Length of subscription matters. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Star. What a delicious feeling. New Cocoa Pebbles. Sure, tastes better than ever. Looks more chocolatey. Looks chocolatey. (laughs) It's funny because I don't know him. The Morning Stream. It's a thing with stuff. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the morning stream. It is a thing with stuff, and it's May 14th. It's Thursday. It's 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. That guy's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian Ibbett. Good morning. Hi, Scott Johnson. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm okay. Uh, Knowing what I know about your night last night, I'm less okay, because it was kind of a sad thing to hear. (laughs) It was a poopy night. Yeah, We ought to just bring it up. You want to tell us Let's rip the band-aid off and just kind of get it uh, all out of the way. Uh, So... A couple days ago, I held up a uh, an adorable little kitten uh, named Mango yeah. that uh, Tristan and Kay had gotten on Saturday. He was the runt of the litter, and uh, because of that, um, we were having to kind of hand feed him with an eyedropper and things like that. We were basically, uh, Claire Gack is already like, <laughs> yeah. kind of already predicting uh, what I'm going to say, yeah. but um uh so we were taking care of him while the kids were because he kind of had to be fed every two to four hours Mm -hmm. and uh his his sweet little heart just uh wasn't strong enough and um and kind of was unresponsive uh last night at the kids house they rushed him over to an emergency vet and uh they did everything they could and and um uh mango is is no longer he's up in that uh, uh that little kitty bed in the sky yeah but such a bummer. we here's the thing we we gave him the um the best week of his life mm-hmm. taking care of him giving him a lot of love and 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 just uh, attention non-stop when he was uh here at our house and the kids were doing the same at their house and it was just it was just a situation where he just didn't have what he needed to to make it there were apparently were some other um, and Tristan needs to, to let me know the, the disease, but there was some other things that apparently were going on with him. Something similar to feline leukemia. Oh, inter- that's that, interesting. Yeah. That he, I mean, he basically had all the cards stacked against him. So, um, that he, that he, uh, made it for, for, you know, the, the week that we had him was, um, a blessing. So, yeah, that's sweet so, little thing. That makes me sad. I had this happen to a puppy when I was younger. We had a puppy with all, it was a runt also. Runts just sometimes have the stuff, man. They just have a hard time. Mm-hmm. Plus, wasn't this cat kind of torn from its mother too soon and all that stuff? Way too, the, the mother, yeah, I mean, the mother was, um, the mother cat apparently was just not giving 
the run to any you know, giving Mengo any any love or, or you know, basically she was kind of distancing from him so yeah the um and again we don't know all of the story because it was uh a friend of a friend and the aunt of a friend of a friend of tristan that uh had this litter of kittens so we don't even know mm. the full situation but um well the tadpole got anyway. to hear him meow once and uh got to see his little face and yeah, yes, was he the, was a sweetheart and yeah. uh that sucks um yeah. So anyway, getting that ripping that band-aid off really quick and then we can get to the rest now of the Now we can get back because to the I show. Because I know yeah. I know that Free Hotel Room has already <laughs> he's already tuned out and he's uh, typing up a hastily worded letter. Yeah. <laughs> Either a letter or another Fred and Can joke I won't use. He might be writing that up. Yes. We'll see. Exactly. All so, right. Dedicating so, this show to Mango and there we go. There you go. Mango, you're this show is for you, little guy. Um all right. So we uh I got a few things here in the morning yes. to get to uh, mm-hmm. my sister will be here later we got a great email to go over or at least i think cool. it might be a good one for <laughs> i think it might be an email it might be an email yeah um it is an email that we that we know <laughs> whether it's good or not well we'll have to find out but um we got a, a message from oak dragon okay. uh who has a suggestion about your babel royale uh, stuff so it says this it says okay. i suggest now i don't know if this is a slight toward the subject matter or what this is but it says <laughs> i suggest when you have My a third he, yes. he says i suggest when you have a third person i.e randy in babel royale you should refer to it as babel royale with cheese now he's either saying randy's cheesy or yeah. he's just saying is there an or is, really? <laughs> he might just be saying that the, the babel royale is like a burger and we're just adding a new ingredient. Oh, and we're adding one extra, one extra delicious ingredient. Yes, possible. Um, well, that's a you know that's a very uh, nice way to to describe it. Yeah, Jedi. I'd like to think that that Randy does bring uh, a sense of cheese. I mean, seriously, you could say the same thing about Dunaway that he brings cheese. I bring cheese. You bring cheese. Oh yeah, it's just variable we're all kind of cheesy. Yeah, variable yeah. stinky cheeses we bring. We, we are we're we're a uh, we're a smorgasbord of different cheeses, but mm. we are all cheese nonetheless. Yeah, what do they call that when you get a, a plate full of cheese and like little uh, uh, crudite? Yeah, we're, we're a crudite of, That's right. of we're, cheese. We should almost rename uh, our movie show Film Crudite. There you go, Film Crudite. <laughs> no one, no one would be able to find it because they wouldn't know how to how to search for it. Nobody no knows way. how to search for crudite or spell it, especially me. So right. uh, don't do it. But also. Um, it also might be a reference to Pulp Fiction, as Jedi Seventy One points out. Uh, oh, sure. So maybe that's that's the well, it's joke. Definitely. I mean, it's obviously a reference to Pulp Fiction on its surface. I yeah. just think it's also a reference to to Randy being yeah. cheesy. Yeah, bringing the cheese. It's rare that we have both of them. Usually, we pull Randy in when Brian can't make it. So that's true. It's rare uh, that we ever. Been... Oh yeah, wouldn't it be a babble? Yeah, see, this doesn't work because when Dunaway's the, not uh, here, it doesn't count because it's only three. It's only the three of us. A meatless Babel Royale <laughs> with cheese. <laughs> a vegan Royale? Is that what it is? A vegan Royale. There we go. Okay. Yes. All right. A, a Babel Royale Deluxe. I, I know. I mean, it feels like that's. Oh yeah. Why are we not including the word Deluxe in there? I mean, what are we doing? It's 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 built into his name. He is Randy Deluxe. Okay. This is. My relationship with my daughter. I just got a text, buzzed in my pants, picked it up, looked at it. Taylor from Taylor Johnson to okay. our group called the Animal Crossing Gang. Turnip prices? Question mark. That's my relationship now with my daughter. <laughs> Taylor is always on the hunt for the best turnip prices, and I keep oh, telling her she's just shoot. Gotta, 
You got to get into this uh, group thing, and we'll all do it together. Did you find? We need to get her or? into the um, the AIE FERT uh, group. Yeah, um, we could totally do that. Did you? What did you? Did you already sell, or what did you do? Yeah, um, Bill from ANTP Run Jump Stomp oh, had uh, four sixty five yesterday. Dude, his wife actually had four sixty five. So. That's crazy. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. So you made a it you made really a tidy good. sum on your two giant bags full. I did. I did. Um, what did I do? I did. Oh, except wait, you had to go. Think I of this. Two... Think of this. You had to go there, sell it uh, all, go all yeah. the way back home, dump your money, grab a whole nother set, fly all, do that whole flight nightmare all the way there again. That is some commitment, dude. I didn't though. Oh, because um, because on Tuesday. I had also sold. I sold one batch. So basically, if, if somebody says, "Hey, I've got uh, I've got really good prices," if I and I'm saying, "Here's what I always do." This is the first time that I've ever done two batches of turnips. Sure. But I sold some on Tuesday, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to make them wait, like sit there and watch my stupid landing screen over and over again. I will sell one batch, and I'm sure I'll get another batch. I'm trying to remember who I sold to on Tuesday. Um, but I sold it was it was around the same as 447 on Tuesday and then 465 on mm. uh, yesterday. Yeah. And uh um maybe you know I'm I'm sitting on 2 million in the uh in the bank. Wow, that's you insane. Know, so. Uh Bobby Frank says he got 605 yesterday or he sold at 605. Oh, wow. He says he did it on some weird island named Stink Lady. <laughs> so he must have gone to the turnip exchange yeah. the website turnip exchange yeah which is a gorgeous like again i think i mentioned this we know somebody it's in the frog pants community that somebody um has a friend who put that thing together but uh, uh that that site is gorgeous i can never basically i tried one day and i was i could never get past any cues and so i'm like <laughs> screw this i'm never doing this yeah it's kind of a nightmare unless you're doing it at a weird time of day when no one else is doing it or something it's just bad exactly uh so this is how (laughs) this is this this conversation as it's gone on since i last mentioned it this is the carter conversation so taylor says turnip prices i said 60 frowny face taylor okay yeah and then carter says my switch is all the way across the room and then (laughs) and then taylor says but carter i sent you a new rug you have to get it (laughs) <laughs> then she says, "She says I'm on a zoo call, <laughs> or she meant Zoom. <laughs> she meant Zoom. Yeah, but she's on a zoo call. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are way into this game. They're too much, maybe. All right, um, awesome. let's uh, tell you this other message here we got from Heather. Yeah. So I've mentioned which job, I, job. Which I still feel only tells half the story, but please go ahead. Sure, sure. Um, oh, what? Cancel. Not... I said Heather, you a hole. Hold on." Alexa, stop. All right. Sorry, everyone that heard that and had their Alexa go off. And then again, when I said the name again. All right. Uh, How would she get that from Heather? Hold on. Heather. I don't know. Heather. (laughs) Stupid (laughs) echo. All right. Anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, all right. So uh, some time ago on the show, I'd mentioned that when my brother was young, and he had to poop. My mom would say, you oh. need to make a jobby. She'd That's say, right. Yes. I was trying to remember where where we used that particular five-letter word. Yes. yes. So she'd say, oh, you got to make a jobby. You're going to do a jobby. That's what she'd say. So mm-hmm. Heather, uh, who apparently is on an older episode of the show because we haven't talked about this in a while, sent a message and says, hello, regarding jobby, it is a word that is commonly used in Scotland. Thanks for the podcast, Heather. 
So does she mean to 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 reference poop? I don't. Well, see, she didn't give a lot of details. This is all she wrote, like the old phrase. Yeah. That's it. That's all she wrote, and it bums yeah, me out because I'd like to know. Well, maybe I don't want to know what a jobby is over there. But uh, what do you? Uh, what's the what's the usage in Scotland? Are they all walking around going, "Hey, boys, if you want to get a jobby, you'll have to," you know, like what what are, what are we doing? That's a, a pirate for some reason. I need a pirate. Yes, exactly. Hey, did you leave a jobby yeah. there on the side of the road? <laughs> I pulled over to get a jobby. Yar, yar, it stinks. I tell you. <laughs> I can't do Scottish. I can do Irish. I can't do Scottish. I'm just, <laughs> and I wish it, I wish I, I could. Know, I mean, it, I, Scottish is for me. It's kind of pirate, basically. It's a little piratey, but like, yeah. You think you've got? Especially when I throw the word "yar" in there. Yeah. Yeah, yar. There you go. Anyway, uh, Heather, Lieutenant if Yar. <laughs> if you want to clarify, we'd be open to your clarification. Okay, so it's up to you. Yeah, because I when I hear the phrase "jobby," I. I'm not thinking of a poop. Mm. You're thinking of a sexual act. <laughs> exactly. Mm. I like how. Yeah, you know. Uh, I think how, I like how I hesitant heard, you are. I heard to say. Brad got a jobby in the back of his Lexus. <laughs> I hope Car, Car, you're not listening to this episode, are you? Are you in here? <laughs> she might be in here. I Listen, know. I didn't use any any uh, adjectives before it. No, it's I all good. Uh, she's on a remember. She's on a zoo call, so everything's fine. Oh, that's right. That's true. She's on a zoo. Yeah, she made a zoo. She owned up. She bought a zoo. Or what's that? I never saw that movie, that Matt Damon deal. We bought a zoo? Yeah. Uh, I well. didn't either. Oh, you never saw it? Okay. No, because I feel like um, I feel like it gives too much away in the title. Yeah, because they were literally, that's what it's about, right? They bought a zoo. Literally, we bought a zoo. Like, uh, hmm. Yeah. It's a little on but the yeah, nose. What's another, movie, what's another movie where we could change the title to basically just give the whole movie away? Like, um, uh, oh, man. Uh, uh I see dead people like Bruce Willis would be. <laughs> Give the Ted the twist away. Give the twist away. Yes. Uh, the Titanic. Yeah, that kind of does. Give the whole. Oh thing yeah, away. the Titanic is that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, John dies at the end. Yeah, but that was fun to see how John died at the end, though. That was like a. That that wasn't a that doesn't tell you what happens. That tells you the ultimate what happens, but not how you got there. And that's right. why John dies at the end still works. I think. Um, <laughs> weekend i'm going to change that around a little bit matuba how about weekend at dead bernie's there you go yeah <laughs> there you go see that's a whole weekend at the recently deceased bernie's house yeah <laughs> uh the empire has a guy in it who's luke's dad strikes the, back the empire's your dad yeah the empire's <laughs> your dad bill and ted's no see bill and ted's excellent adventure it tells you there's an adventure but it's vague enough you don't know what the adventure is yeah so that yeah. doesn't count yeah i don't know i don't know what it is Keep pretending uh, they're always our little girls. What essential tremor? Oh, my kids. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. She's twenty three now. I still, still, you know. Yeah, of course. Like if there's a we're watching a movie or something. There's some sex scene. Uh, I, I know. I understand why my dad threw a blanket over the TV. You just have a dad gene kick in that says, "Ah, my girls, you don't expose them to this. The world's harsh enough. Blanket on the TV," which I never did, but he did all the time. Which we've talked about yeah. before. Yes. All right. Oh, it there you the go. Great sense. Bill and Ted's time traveling adventure for a class final. <laughs> That's a good Bill one. Bill and Ted know. get the princesses. Yep. Uh, Sherlock Holmes is really con. That's the Star Trek too. That's good. <laughs> Star, yeah. Star Trek Into Darkness. Very good. It's like, wait, Robert Downey Jr. was in a Star Trek movie? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. 
to data. Indiana Jones hides in a fridge from a nuclear. <laughs> no, that just gives away the worst thing in film history. Just away, exactly, yeah. The worst Indiana moment. Indiana Jones and the stupid alien. Uh, oh, the stupid alien. In, uh, Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> did did <laughs> so, we end up film sacking that, or did I put my foot down and say, no, we're never doing that? I don't remember. Oh, I hope you never. I hope you didn't put your foot down on oh, that. Oh, my foot is so did. down on that. I don't ever want to see it again. Really? I hate it. I hate it so bad, Brian. Like, really hate it. Beyond sack worthy, beyond any of that, I think Indiana Jones 4 is just a heaping uh, There we go. January 27th, 2019. So just a little over a year ago, we sacked it. All right. So we're 408. So we're done. We don't have we're to done. do that again. We don't have to do that ever again. We'll wait until the 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 train wreck that Indiana Jones 5 will probably be. Yeah. Biocow says... I'm just going to set the bar low. Yeah. My expectations are going to be low, and I'm, I'm hoping that it... Uh, Maybe it'll be fine. Yeah. Might be fine. Uh, BioCow says Crystal Skull is the best Indiana Jones movie. I loved it. I still like you, BioCow, despite all that. I yeah. really do. I like you no matter yes. what. You're, you're, you're killing me, BioCow. Yeah. You're. <laughs> I can't tell if he's serious. Can you actually? Is that, a, is that, is that you, real, BioCow? Is that real? It's not. It's not. He's totally He's messing with us. He has to be kidding. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, Which is the best <clears throat> uh, Final Destination, though? That's what I want to know. Well, we're going to find out. Oh, no, it's not this. Or is it this weekend? Yeah, yeah, we're watching oh, it yeah. uh, this weekend for Film Sack. Everyone says two's the best one, and we're about to watch Final Destination 2. That's what I hear. Yeah, so we'll see, and then three and four and whatever else is after that may may happen because it feels like a series that we would probably slowly go through. Mm -hmm. uh, but I keep hearing two's the bomb because there's a lot, there's really grisly deaths in it. So It's perfect for people who like both murder and Rube Goldberg. Yeah, right? Oh, Rube. Yeah. Mr. Goldberg, you're the best. <laughs> Yes. He has eyebrows. He sure did. Does. All right. Hey, uh, time for um, a little bit of news here. Let me play this for you. Time for the news brought to you by Zomniac Media and Smoosh Ups have launched a Patreon at patreon.com slash Zomniac. Subscribers can enjoy early releases of Smoosh Ups, exclusive Patreon-only content, and coming soon a loyalty subscription tier this exclusive tier will reward patients patrons this exclusive tier will reward patrons based on the length of their subscription with exclusive smooshy merchandise nice of extreme of increasing value sorry i had coffee and i shouldn't have taken a drink right before i read this um of increasing value as long as you're subscribed please check out patreon.com slash Zomniac, spelled just like it sounds, for details and more information about the loyalty tier. That's patreon.com slash Z-O-M-N-I-A-C for even more smushy goodness. And don't forget, smushups.com for the RSS feed or subscribe to Smushups on your favorite podcasting platform. Very nice. Hey, check this <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yes. It was a big mouthful. Uh, here's a fun story for you. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, mm -hmm. uh, either Spencer's or a place called the Keyhole, which doesn't exist anymore. Oh, uh, but me, dirty. Me, me and my junior high... I was like, I was like a dirtier Spencer's. It's, it does sound dirty. The Keyhole was... Yeah. And it was definitely... I mean, it was all like fake poop and fake barf and magic tricks yeah. and ninja Pens stars. If you turn them the right way, the lady would undress. Yes, and the liquid smoke and all that dumb stuff. Yeah, like all yeah. the stuff you'd see in the back of a comic book basically was what they sold there. Um, but when you're a 12 to 13-year-old... Uh, kid, mm -hmm. it's the greatest stuff in the world, sure. man. You just love it. So we'd go to the keyhole at the mall, me and my friends, we'd get one of our parents to take us there. And if we had any money at all, we'd spend it either on an arcade or at the keyhole. And at the keyhole, we would always buy 
uh, ninja stars if you could afford them. And these are like legit, like made out of metal, shave, you know, shaved down to be well, sharp, freaking ninja legit, stars. I mean, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like you could hurt somebody with yeah. these. You could totally not made by some twelfth grader in a metal shop. Totally yeah. not. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're garbage for sure. But they were metal, and they would stab you if you threw it at somebody. Now I sure. don't think you can even sell that stuff now. Maybe you can. I just don't know it. But you totally can. And it, it the keyhole is now a Chinese import uh, shop at the mall, and they're probably oh, still selling them. I like those Asian import. Places. I do too. Yeah. So many ceramic elephants. Yeah. <laughs> that hold incense. Everything's it's a like knockoff. the wall of them. Yeah. Just knockoff after knockoff in there. Anyway, uh, we thought that was just so cool. So once in a while, you'd have enough money to get like your own, you know, metal ninja star. But we also learned how to make our own. So this story has some nostalgia for me. All right. So here we go. Okay. All right. A man stabbed with homemade throwing star during downtown Pensacola fight. Mm. So, Florida. Florida, yeah. yeah. Pensacola, Florida, folks. Isn't yeah. that where uh, Justin's from, Pensacola, right? Or no? Isn't he from Pensacola? I think so, or am I thinking of... I might be thinking of Andrew Konietzky from the old instance. I can't remember. Mm. Somebody's from there. No, he was from Day- Daytona. No, not Daytona. Some other town. I don't know. I thought Jerry okay. was from there, but anyway. Clearwater. Clearwater is what people are saying in the chat room. Clearwater. All right. There's no such thing in Florida. <laughs> that's not true um if you bring it in from alabama it is <laughs> that's true maybe during the Georgia. shutdown it's clean you hear all these waterways yeah. are so much cleaner right now because yeah yeah shut down but anyway a man was arrested in downtown pensacola after the victim says he stabbed him with a homemade throwing star according to a police report robert Hartstock. sorry heart sock it's backwards heart sock heart sock yeah uh, age 28 of Pensacola is charged with ag- aggravated battery and uh, and sorry with a deadly weapon. Mm. I always love the term battery because it means something totally different mm. in English. Yeah, two different ways. It's great. That's right. Uh, an aggravated battery is one that you've overcharged. I guess I don't know. <laughs> uh, Pensacola police report they responded to the corner of South Palafox uh, Street and East Garden Street Thursday around 2 p.m. to find the victim holding Hart Sock's face in a flower bed. Mm. Trying to drown them in flowers, I guess. I don't know. Could you water my zinnias while you're at it? Yeah, while you're there, could you do that? Oh, you guys, check this out. Come on, lean in. Just lean over. Oh, yellow baby. Yellow baby. Oh, no, we got coffee. Baby tea. (laughs) Coffee baby. Look at the size of that mug. I know, it's huge. It's got a huge, it's got a big stormtrooper on it, too, on this backside that I can't turn around. Thank Mm. you, dear. It was very nice of you. Um, Got my chicory tea there in the morning. Anyway, uh, where was I? I don't know. Oh, what do you got there? Let me see. Oh, look, you got the five. Is that the 500 or the 1500? I don't remember. This is the uh, five, 1500 episodes. 1500 episodes. Oh, wait. Right? Yes. Yes. That can't be right. It's the one mug I regret it making the-, the text so small on. That is. Yeah, it is the 1500 episode. Yeah, the 500 has got big fat 500 on it. Right. When right. we do our the 2000, we'll do our 2000 as well, and it'll have something on it. Yeah. That's coming up. Holy crap. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the uh the newest one I got was the TM or the film sack mug with the white inside, the white um Oh, right, with the popcorn guy on the outside. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. That too. one's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we we got let's see. We're on episode 19 1929. 1929. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was wondering why it was called I know, I know tomorrow's 1930. I was wondering why it's called 1929B. Oh, it's a long story. It's to remind me to fix something in the RSS feed later. It's oh, okay. the only All reason right. that tab is like that. I should have warned you why it was weird. So but. tomorrow is 1930. Yep. And well, technically Monday because we don't number the PMs anymore. So oh, right. Right, right, right. Monday okay. is 1930. Oh, perfect. And we'll have Daryl on to celebrate. 
1930. Can you do happening. a live version of 1930? Can of we course. just get eight, eight minutes of Daryl doing nothing but... <laughs> we force him to. Are you kidding? Hell yeah. He doesn't have a choice. Yes. He's doing it. I haven't cool. talked to him, but we'll make him do it. Anyway, yeah. uh, the victim states he was talking to someone when Hart Sock walked up to him and started mouthing off to him. That's the thing you do. Mouthing like, off. Hey, quit your, quit your mouthing off. Yeah, quit mouthing off. My dad would say that a lot, actually. Sassy pants. Yeah. I'll use my throwing star on you. Yeah, homemade one. I made myself. Anyway, he says he pulled out what he said is a sharp object and came at him. According to the police report, the victim held heart sock and a headlock. Heart sock and a headlock. <laughs> that's great. Someone write that. That's a title. Heart sock and a headlock. Feels like yeah. It feels like uh, like a rap song. Yeah. That's, if that's not today's title, I'll... heart sock and a headlock. <laughs> Don't you know? Heart sock and a headlock. Don't you know? <laughs> Put your hands in the air. Put the hot sock in the head. Mood. Yeah. He held my face in a flower bed. Hot sock in a headlock. <laughs> well, you've gone full Beastie Boys, have you? I've gone full Beastie Boys. Yes. That's all right. Those guys are great. That's the only. That's the only uh, rap I could impersonate. That. Ah, <laughs> oh, it reminds me. I got to watch that documentary. Dang it. Yeah. I'll watch that today. I, I think too. sometimes sneaking in. There you go. Anyway, oh, you know how it is. Uh, it's supposed to be great. All right. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it was a, a homemade thing because he got a cut on his arm. Anyway, we used to throw these around school, and uh, kids who got caught with them would get them confiscated. If they were caught twice, they'd get suspended for two weeks. This was the deal when I was in junior high. Mm-hmm. And it was like the coolest contraband you could have. And if you looked into a teacher's desk, you know how teachers will collect shit the kids bring? Sorry, totally. Stuff. stuff the kids a whole bring drawer in. full of throwing stars. Yeah. And so you open them. It's like throwing stars. Uh, I'm sure today it's like vape pens and you know, yeah. whatever stupid thing kids are doing. But uh, yeah. back then it was like throwing stars and uh, switchblades. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. Cans um, of snuff. Yeah. Just a bunch of suburban white kids with their switchblades. So lame. <laughs> switchblades. So lame. It's a comb, teacher. Yeah, it's I a swear. comb. I'm just combing my hair. And some of them were combs and he would keep them. Oh, uh, the other one were the, what are they, not sling blade. That's what the fried taters. Um, I call it a Kaiser blade. Kaiser blade. What am I thinking of? Flip, 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 flip. Flip, 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 Oh, yes. Butterfly knife. Oh, butterfly knife. That's it. It didn't help me to do the movement. I enjoyed doing that, even though it was dumb. All right. Moving on. Some history for you. A little bit of archaeological discovery for you today brian some okay. science okay you want some science okay i want some science science great did you blind did she blind you with it or uh, just, she did uh, okay she did here's the uh, story dr angus pike ah dr angus the guy pike. Who's, who screams uh, science in in thomas dolby's uh, she blind me with science oh my gosh really that's a real that's yeah. a yeah it's a real he's a real doctor dr angus pike i thought i, I thought that was did just you think thomas, that that was, dolby. Uh, thomas dolby himself no? yes uh-uh. i didn't know this at all this is a great piece of trivia to know. I'm going to share this far and wide. Well, hold on. I'm, I'm double checking this because I want to make sure I get this right. Dr. Anthony Fauci. No. <laughs> Dr. Angus. All right. I might have the name wrong. Hold on a second. Chatman, while he's looking that up uh, in the chat, any, yeah. uh, what's the over under on Anthony Fauci Magnus, getting fired? Magnus. Magnus. Pike, not Angus Pike. Magnus. Okay. Pike. Magnus Pike. You sure that's not like a. I don't know, third wing opening raid tier in the 
upcoming pass or something. <laughs> if we don't take down Magnus Pike, we don't get the uh, the whole extra wing there. I love that name, Magnus. Magnus. Such, and such a better name than Angus Pike. Magnus Pike. Yeah, Magnus Pike, man. Yeah. Magnus Pike. Magnus Pike. He's like a uh, O-B-E-F-R-S-E-F-R-I-C. I, Nutritional scientist, governmental science, science advice, scientific advisor, and presenter. <laughs> she blinded me with advisement. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. All right. I love that. And also, yeah. I wish my doctor's name was Magnus. Sadly, it's like mm-hmm. Dennis or something dumb. No offense, yeah. Dennis's. Sorry. No offense. Anyway. Scott's dumb, too. I admit it. It's dumb. Science! All right. Anyway, Ice Age giant sloths. Died in a pit of their own poo. Oh, jeez. I know. Oh, oh, do you do your uh, Ray Ray Romano? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) first attempt came out wrong. Except, wait, wait, he was. uh, Oh yeah, he uh, was a mammoth. mammoth. Yeah, you got to do the. uh, I can't. Leguizamo. Leguizamo was the sloth, right? Yeah, I can't do him. Sid the sloth. I don't know how to do his voice. Yeah. It's all spitty and stuff. I usually hate that when people yeah. do a spitty voice, but he he did good. He was good. He did he did well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's the only one allowed to do it. But anyway, yeah, only this one. A, yeah. This was a giant sloth uh, during the ice age. A group of giant sloths died together, possibly after swallowing their own feces in a contaminated pool of shallow water. Cool. This is kind of a sad way to go. Scientists discovered the bones of nearly two dozen ground sloths. These are the Eremothium laurelardi. Matthew Lillard, yes. Matthew Lillard is their scientific species name. That's right. In a pit, Scoob! in a pit of fossil-rich site uh, called, let's see, Tank Loma in southwestern Ecuador, the bones date to the end of the plea. Let's see, plea. Uh, I'm not going to do this right. Plea. Pleistocene. 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 Isn't that what my like uh, dashboard's made out of, or what is that? Pleistocene. Oh, well, you're thinking of Plasticine, which is what. Uh, Little modeling clay that uh, that I haven't opened. I think Harryhausen used to use with plasticine. Yeah, I have a whole block of it over there. I haven't opened. Plasticine is. uh, Do you have you have you unwrapped the unwrapped the clay yet? No, no. Nice. This weekend created them. You've basically created a monolith. Yeah, I've created a block of. uh, Now I just need some monkeys, and then I'm good. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Um. It says. It's a pit. Pleistocene? A, I thought it was Pleistocene. Is it ple- Pleistocene? They're saying Pleistocene. Okay, so it's. I uh, was I was pronounced it Pleistocene. It's not Pleistocene. Pleased to see you. <laughs> Pleased to see you. Yeah, there you go. Uh anyway, uh, what happened here? Oh yeah, so the uh, the condition of the sloth bones and their arrangement relative to each other hinted that the animals died around the same exact time. The uh, scientists wrote in a new study and preserved vegetation helped the researchers piece together the grim picture of a marshy watering hole saturated with poo um, that sickened and killed the sloths that gathered there. So they're all hanging out there and they all ate their own poo and died. Dumb freaking animals. (coughs) Giant ground sloths. We're trapped in here just pooping and eating and it's like. It's slow. Sloth centipede. (laughs) Because they don't move very fast, right? Right. No, they move very slowly. Yes. If we. Learn nothing else about sloths. Yeah. It says uh, giant ground sloths once roamed the Americas and are kin to the much smaller tree sloths that are common today. Uh, the biggest, biggest ground sloth called the Megalonyx Jeffersoni. Mm, Megalonyx Jeffersoni. They're performing this weekend only at the Palladium. Get down there and get your tickets. <laughs> it's a great name. Megalonyx Jeffersoni Starship. Yep. <laughs> Probably better than plain old Probably Starship. 
Uh, anyway, they reached about 10 feet, 3 meters in height, and would have towered above a human. Massive herbivores uh, first appeared in South America about 35 years ago. Sorry, 35 million years ago. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, shoot. That's a, that's a, I shortened that by a lot. By a lot, yeah. Um, and died out at the end of the, the, that era that we talked about earlier that I won't try to repronounce. Um, along, Pleistocene. Oh, thank you. The Pleistocene area, era, areola. What? Uh, along with most other big ice am- mammals, such as mastodons, dire wolves, and cave lions. Now, I'm going to admit to something. It's a little embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You killed all three of those in D&D <laughs> on Sunday. No, but you're not far from the tree here. I thought dire wolves were 100% a fantasy animal. I didn't mm-hmm. know there was an actual dire wolf. Raising my hand in, in uh, solidarity, brother. Oh, good. Did not Phew. know that, that dire wolves were a real thing. But I feel so much better now knowing, yeah. knowing that you didn't know that either. Oh, more people in the chat. Same. Yes. Look, we all didn't know. Dire wolves. They're real. Yes. Uh, some experts argue Next, humans... you're going to tell me that saber-toothed tigers are real. Right? Oh, my gosh. Who who could believe... Wait. Oh, hold on, Brian. It says here, they're real. What? Everything I thought I believed is a lie. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, also, Scott and Elasian... What? Oh, I don't know what they're saying. I should stop looking at that. These guys are oh. distracting. Oh, it's a free hotel room. Hey, you made it. Oh, he made it. Hey, you weren't here earlier when we made f- a joke about you. All right. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, they think uh, humans uh, hunted these mega animals to extinction. That's probably why they're gone now. It wasn't just the pit of poo. There were plenty others that didn't make it to the pit. Um, the well, others other- hunted down all of the dire wolves. Yes, all of them. Finally, one by one, picked off. Others say, other scientists say, though, that the animals were probably uh, were vanished or have had vanished because of global climate change. Uh, but for the Tango Loma sloths, death death came for different reasons. Mm. A pit of poo. Poop it. Poop it. Poop it. Oh, I hate it when they, I hate it when they spent time there in nine hundred two one zero in the poop pit. <laughs> Bob says, "I heard a kitty died." Writing oh. a hastily written response. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope somebody one day gives him a free hotel room. That's what I want. Yeah, no kidding. I want that for you, Bob. I want someone to say, hey, stay here for free. And you'll yeah. say, what? Me? At a free hotel room? And you'll and they'll say, yes. <laughs> and then you can tell us in your hastily written email here. <laughs> All right. Um, Pennsylvania, home of the American vampires, is in the news once again. Had to sit through a three-hour timeshare demonstration. <laughs> I'm, I like how you're... Well, you've met him. Does he sound like that? I have met him. He does not sound a thing like that. No. Mm. but I want him to be all gravelly and low like that. Yes. No. He's... I don't get to choose. Lovely. Had a lovely uh, lovely meal at uh, Parisi in the Highlands. Well, Bob, if you ever make your way through SLC and there's not a lockdown pandemic, uh, I'd love to hang out with you as well so I can get my image of you correct in my head because right now it's mm-hmm. very different than Brian's. Mm-hmm. He knows what you look like. Well, I've seen pictures of you, and so I know yeah, that. I sent you a photo, yeah. Yeah. Well, that one was nude. It was distracting. <laughs> hey, what what happens in the Highlands stays in the Highlands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happens in a free hotel room stays in a free hotel room. <laughs> uh, all right, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania just became the third state in the union here in the United States, these states united, to ban child marriage. There are only three states that do this. What? 
Why is there only white? I know. I was Why shocked. is that not reversed? 47 states, and now there are just three left, and Pennsylvania's one of the three. I don't like it one bit. Uh, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf on Friday. Uh, his middle name's Dyer, by the way. Tom it Dyer. Is, Wolf. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Tom Wolfs aren't real. I thought up until now Tom Wolfs were totally fictional. No, they're just in Game of Thrones and stuff. <laughs> uh, on Friday, signed into law a ban on child marriage, making it the third state to fully outlaw marriage for people under the age of 18. Only Delaware and New Jersey also ban child marriage. Um, I was surprised by this. I figured they'd be like the last three to finally do it, not the only three. Uh, Pennsylvania's legislature unanimously voted to approve the ban list, while Wolf signed it into law as part of the House Bill 360. Oh, they had some good games on that platform. Solid, solid. <laughs> That's the, right. The House Bill 360. Remember that thing? Man. Mm, anyway, I mean, the first Call of Duty, really, I cut my teeth on that on that House Bill 360. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was set at the age of 18 as the minimum age to obtain a marriage license. Before the ban, an applicant, is young, uh, applicant younger than 15, 16 could obtain a marriage license without court approval. And those between ages of 16 and 18 could obtain one without or sorry, with parental consent. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I said without. It, it's with in both cases. You could get with, it with, yes, court, with approval. court approval. And then 16, 18 with parental Correct. consent. So prior to 16, you basically have to go to the judge and say, but I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. He loves me. You don't understand. I hate you, dad. Like that. It just dawned on me. We, uh, back in the early days, you know, low... 1800 episodes ago of TMS. Yeah. The big thing we were talking about on almost a weekly basis was the Courtney Stodden and the dude from Lost. um, What was his name? uh, All right, I got to look it up. Doug Hutchinson. Doug Hutchinson. Doug Hutchinson. How are they doing now? Uh, Well, oh, they divorced in 2020. Oh, I can't hardly believe it. (laughs) <laughs> I can hardly believe that they lasted that long. I mean, Brian, what a shock this is to hear. Uh, she's currently 25. She was born in 94. But this was all happening when she was 17? 16? Yeah, 16. 16 when she married 50-year-old Hutchinson. Oh, 50. Yeah, he was 51 at the time. Now, that makes yeah. him... I'm going to look him up. Yeah, less than two months ago. Oh, well, just about two months ago. It's March 3rd, 2020 on Aww. her Instagram. That's Today I'm bad. officially divorced from actor Doug Hutchison. It's an emotional day for me. God only knows how he's feeling, but I can tell you that it's for the better. I look back at this picture and feel absolutely taken advantage of. I've been scared <laughs> to even speak up about feeling groomed or being verbally abused during the almost 10-year marriage because I was a child and he was 50 when we married. But I'm a woman now. We were all saying that be- back then. We were all saying it. Everybody was saying it. <laughs> the morning stream was saying it every day. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh. okay. I get that she, and, and, and here's the truth. She probably was, well, she, I guarantee that this was a weird thing and no 52 year old should have been quote unquote grooming or getting somebody to be his wife at that age. Okay. That's yes. just freaking weird. And I, yeah. there's no way that that was normal or anything. And, and, and in many ways she is a victim of it for sure. But right. how'd you make it? Right. Uh, oh, yeah, right. The uh, the closing boy, and and she continues her mixed messaging in the uh, closing sentences of uh, her Instagram. And to Doug, I'll always love you. Yet I'll always be angry. 
You've left me a child woman, feeling belittled and confused. These things I shall overcome. I wish you well, but please don't ever do this to another minor again. It's not right, even if the parent signs off. Wait a respectable amount of time before marrying. Children aren't on your level. I'll always love you regardless. Be better, as shall I. I mean, I don't know anything has, about has these a, people. But... Like, has bipolar disorder ever been so uh, eloquently... <laughs> It's just so obnoxious. Illustrated in five sentences in an Instagram post. It's just so weird. I love to you, me. but I hate you. Yeah, I love you're the best, but I think you're the worst. <laughs> I'll always cherish the time we had together. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Don't ever do it again. It was an amazing time. It was the worst. Like, yeah, really, it is like the most two-faced thing I've ever heard of. Yes. But I guess I'm glad that that's over. I don't know. I feel like I got some closure because we talked about it so much in the early days. So finally, yeah. some TMS closure we've got on a oh, on a geez. story. Now, now we just need Charlie Sheen to do something to get closure for him. <laughs> That's right. You know, then everyone will be better. We'll be all set. The tiger, the tiger blood has has turned me into a new man. But I still need hookers. <laughs> I need export actors now. But I love charity. But I love yeah. boobs more. Bobby Franks does nail it. In all seriousness, this is an illustration of the complexity of being taken advantage of at that age. He's totally right. 100%. He's totally yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, we're not. I, I'm. That's my whole point. We're not belittling that. A, a because well, first of all, I don't. We don't know a ton about it except that she was no. super gung ho at the time. She was, and she um, was. Uh, and I'm not saying that that's you know that's the whole point of not le- allowing this to happen because right. even a gung ho 16 year old is not a mature adult. Like, who cares if they're mm-hmm. gung ho? Like, stop mm-hmm. it. You know. Yeah. Oh man. Well, anyway, I wish this you're... is why Pennsylvania should not just be the third state to ban this sort of thing. Yeah, all all y'all should do it. I think. I think it seems like a common sense law to me. Yes, exactly. Um, yes. Says here, setting the minimum. They, this is a quote from them: setting the minimum age to obtain marriage license will help prevent child exploitation. Says Governor Wolf in a press release on Friday. Marriage is a sacred and serious commitment that should be undertaken with love by two adults, not by children being exploited by unscrupulous adults. There you go. Then he went on to say, exactly. they don't quote it here, but he went on to say, take Doug Hutchinson as an example. <laughs> Your honor, I implore I you. I implore you. Doug Hutchinson. He says, I liked Lost as much as the next guy, but that guy was weird. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're going to take a break, I think. Yeah, we got time okay. for a song All here. Right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Therapy Thursday with my sister. I'm um, looking forward to this one. We have actually a little surprise for Wendy as well that I want to read to her, so we'll do that in a minute. But we can't do any of it until we do our fiduciary duty of playing a song, and Brian will play it now. What do you have? Yeah, so uh, I've made no no hints about uh, loving the band Branches. Big fan of the band Branches. And so whenever they put out something new, it's always one of the first things I check out. Um, and in this case, they have they have not let me down at all. I love this thing. And boy, it comes at the perfect time. They've just released a song yesterday called It'll Be Okay, and then parentheses, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> wow. Um, you can get it on all the, all the major platforms, your iTunes, your Amazon, your whatever. Um, big thanks to uh, Tyler, Nat, Jacob, and the other Tyler, for recording this thing it is fantastic the song is called it'll be okay mr rogers oh, that's right.
wish Mr. Rogers was here. Blue shoes and red sweater to wrap me in his tenor. I wish Mr. Rogers was here. Just to say it'd be okay. Can someone say it'd be okay? guys time to talk about our good buddies at netgear we love netgear uh yes netgear hey how old is your wi-fi feeling these days does it buffer all the time when you're trying to stream stuff does connecting new devices to it slow it down can it handle all the gaming video calls and large files you're throwing at it and what happens when you try to do all that stuff at once oh man no good comes from that it doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is if your wi-fi router is old and outdated with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. Wi-Fi 6 is the latest tech that allows more devices to connect and stream simultaneously without impacting speed or reliability. The result delivers the fastest Wi-Fi for all your devices anywhere in your home. Stream in HD, 4K, or even 8K without buffering, eliminate lag while gaming, and connect more devices to your Wi-Fi than ever before. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is like upgrading your Wi-Fi to first class, you know, like on a plane. Very comfortable. Lay back, put your feet up. Mm. If you're ready for the west, the west, the best Wi-Fi ever, you can get it today from Netgear and never worry about Wi-Fi again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash 
best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. And we thank them for supporting this show. You don't know what it's like to be poor. Take the fat that movies make. Do dogs have brains? Because I'd like seriously wanted to know. This is the morning stream. <clears throat> Whoops, I was muted. Uh, I loved that song. That was amazing. Yeah. Now all I can think of is Batman pooping snakes. Thanks well, a lot, that's all I can ever think about. <laughs> uh, once again, Branches, the brand new song, came out yesterday called It'll Be Okay. Uh, available on uh, all of your major platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, wherever you get your music, you I'd, can find that new one by Branches. I loved that. Loved it. Yes. It was so good. I needed to hear that today. That was really, really nice. And I'm going to make yeah. my uh, middle daughter hear it so that she'll cry today. So I'm sending Yeah, her she will. Guaranteed. Yeah. I'll say you have to listen to this. I have a link if you want it. Uh, I sent her the MP3. So oh, perfect. Okay, hopefully cool. she'll hear that in her phone if it works. Yep, here we go. Nice. All right. Well, hey, we've come to the point of the show where uh, we get to help people with some problems. You know, mm-hmm. it's fun to do and good for you. I don't know if it's fun to do. Well, it is fun to do. It can be. You know, <laughs> it's definitely fun to help people with their problems. Yeah, it's never. It's never. A, it's not hard. You know, it's not something we don't want to do. We do want to do it. It's not always right. a laugh riot, but it's. Uh, you know, it's a That's good right. time. So, oh, hi. Oh, no, you're fine. We were just talking about typing, and we had made reference to how Dad used to middle bird type. Remember that? How he just he always used his middle finger, and that was it? Do you know what? Mm. My husband has started doing that Uh-oh. on, like, um, on a, you know, like in the car, we have a, whatever, the screen. He uses his middle finger, and I'm like, oh, is this wow. what happens suddenly when dudes are 40? Yeah. Something? Yeah, they're in their 40s, That's mid 40s, and they start poking stuff with their middle finger. Yep. That's what how that's what is it, that's, that about? I and I know. keep thinking I should tell him to stop, but, but I have. But part but of you, working. part of you wants him to never stop flipping everybody off by accident. <laughs> um, I yeah. hate it. It's so yeah. weird. It is really weird. But dad, dad never could type unless he was just middle fingers and looking at the keyboard. And maybe that's why I learned how to type well. Is I didn't ever want to do that. It to me, mm. it looked just crazy and weird, like a, a psycho person using a keyboard for the first time. And I yeah. think maybe that's when it locked into my head, and I said. I am going to learn how to type and all my fingers will work and I will never look at my keyboard and and I, I don't know how else it would work because my grades were garbage and everything, including my typing classes, but that was just because I you know, didn't want to do my homework. But I don't know. Now I can do, I think I can do, I can probably do 85, 90 words per minute or something. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. Not every word will be spelled properly, but you know, that's another thing I got you know from a fun a human thing to experience is like you saw your parents do something and you're like, I'm going to do it different. Mm-hmm. Then you do it different or better, faster, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you become a parent and you're watching your kids and you're going, oh, they're going to do that way better. Yeah. Than yep. <laughs> yep. And they're going to say that they're going to do it different because I don't want to be like my dad or whatever. But then they're yeah. going to do it anyway. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. These, it's weird how it like. Weird. I didn't want to learn it from you, dad. I didn't want to <laughs> learn it from you. It's almost like. We don't have free will at all, which is not today's topic, (laughs) thankfully. We're not going to talk about that. Um, We should talk about that sometime. We should. That'd be a good discussion. Genetic predisposition. Yeah. There's lots of fun. 
I'd be into that. There. I'd totally be into talking about that. That'd be fine. Yeah. All, All right. right. Someone write an email about being predisposed and having no free will. Go. Yeah. Tell, give us a good argument yeah. for or against, and we'll talk about it. All right. Here's our theme. Something wrong, Batman. Has anybody seen Wendy? All kids are little cheating Sneaky little butts. It's true. All right. Hey. <laughs> so uh, that was me editing myself, by the way. Uh, I know. I know well, yeah, you were going to say something a lot worse, weren't you? <laughs> what were yeah. you going to say? I don't even know. Hold on. Let me. Now I'm curious. Let me. Let me. Let me go. Something wrong, Batman? Has anybody seen Wendy? All kids are little cheating, s- sneaky little butts. So s- s- then sneaky. Came I think. Out. I think bastards was going to be in there. <laughs> yeah. It was it bastards? It was first. It was first shits, and then it was yeah. bastards. Yeah. Wow. And I changed both of them, everyone. Look at me. Yeah. Live, like editing on the fly. See, take that, Mavis, Mavis Beacon. My yeah. mother in law listens, so I would. No, I'm Oh, kidding. does she really listen to the show? Is that true? I think she has oh. in the past. I oh. hope not anymore. I don't no. know. Mom doesn't know. Mom, our mom doesn't know how to do it, so it's fine. No. Uh, I t- talked to her on Mother's Day, and she seems. It's like she's actually doing okay during all this, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. You talk to her more than I do, and she doesn't really tell me anything. She's yeah, I think of, she's just embracing the like, don't get dressed and lay on the couch. Like, I think she's the, like, you know, you're 82, yeah, mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, time to catch up on everything online. Yeah. And she sent she, she sent me the reply to my text at 2:30 in the morning. Yeah, she's got her. She's doing a little bit of the uh, um, self-imposed jet lag problem, you know, where yeah. people just stay up later and later, and then they don't have to get up. Mm-hmm for any reason and so they just sleep in and then they they literally are on like tokyo time that seems bad in the long term. it is bad it's not good for anyone and it is common man my yeah. kid is attempting to do it <laughs> we are fighting him oh yeah so nick, hard. Nick did you're it. a teenager you know you need more sleep anyway and yeah. so we've talked about it before but 11. nick totally did that tristan did that <laughs> big time brian the way brian would describe it like they they find a way to shift time so that they can stay up till three and then sleep in till noon. <laughs> They're on their own yeah. timeline. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. We and are here's gonna, the thing. Oh, I secretly yeah. like it because they're not around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See? You secretly you like it, but you know as a good parent you can't let it happen. I get mm-hmm. it. At least you're honest. All right. Hey, um, before we read this email today, I have a surprise secondary email that I'm going to read that has nothing to do with any of this, but it's just something as a reply to you. So uh, this came from Talon TA who says, I was listening to the show last week and you mentioned the Dorito salad uh, with Wendy, and it reminded me of the taco salad my sister made. It consisted of the following. So check this out. This actually sounds kind of good right now, but anyway. Ground beef and chili beans cooked together. Crushed Doritos. All right, so crushed, not just the whole mm-hmm. chips, which is what my mom did. Lettuce, tomato, onion, Thousand Island dressing, taco sauce, and then she would mix this all together in one big bowl, and uh, it was still a pretty good taco salad, uh, they say. Sounds fantastic. That's I want to make it right now. Yeah. Yes. This is a good at least variation. there's some beans in it. There's some. Yeah, there's a, there's some like, vegetable. Yeah. yeah. And a tomato. I mean, that was what job. was jacked up about the thing mom made and the thing you made last, or that you talked about last week, was that it, it just was lettuce and Doritos and dressing. <laughs> like it was just. And I think one time right. she put tomatoes or olives and we, we about killed her. Yeah, we were yeah, like, what is this? You can't put these extra things in here. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, wanted to get that out of the way. Here is our actual email. Sour cream on there. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, we're good. Uh, This email says, Dear dear TMS and Wendy, I assume Brian and I are included in the first part there. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) Says, I have a big concern about my wife since all this pandemic stuff has gone down. All of us have been frustrated, but she seems to be in a very deep depression. Uh, She used to be the most energetic of our family, and now it seems like I am the one keeping everyone's spirits up, and she has started to get uh, out of bed as late as noon most days. I'm speaking of getting up at noon. 
Um, I am ta- I am taking on most of the kid care since this started. I have two little boys, three and six, and it's starting to be too much. Uh, I want to help her and not have her feel more burdened by all this, but I need the teamwork if I'm going to make it through this. She's never been like this before and has always been the most bright and cheery outlook of any of us in the family. Suddenly she is filled with sadness and I don't really, uh, sorry, and won't really talk to me about it. What do I do or what should I do? Mm. Uh, They want to be referred to here as G. All right, so I want to help out G because this sounds extra hard because... It isn't a kind of thing where you can just turn your back on it, right? You're trying to be yeah. sensitive to it. You're trying to understand it. In some ways, he probably feels it too, but it's still just, you know, making it happen. Um, he there were there was a time in my 30s where this he is Kim and I am I am his wife. I went through a little period there where it was real rough, and uh, I remember it seemed like she just kind of had to carry it for a little while there. And uh, it's a long story. We don't have to get into it now, but. You know, I look back on it and I just feel terrible that Kim felt that or had to feel that burden during a time where I was, you know, out of it. So I understand this from that other angle and there'll come a day where she'll really appreciate what he's doing. But what do you want to say to, to, to G in the short run during the pandemic? The kids are home. There is no school, like all that stuff. What do you where do we want to go with this? Well, and we, I'll get into more sort of prescriptive ideas of things to try and do. But I first want to just sort of talk about what like the biology of potentially what's happening. So everyone feels this in some way, right? And and we can maybe describe it. I feel, I feel like one of the things I'm, I'm working on a lot with clients is to identify how it's affecting them rather than just this generic, like, yeah, it's rough, like pandemic, ugh, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, because everyone has varying experiences with whatever depending on their workload or not enough work or kids or no kids or lonely or too busy or not busy, you know, all the things. Right. So, um, and then wherever you may live, like just the vibe in your community um, can just be really alarming and stressful and scary, or it can be not, you know, or we're all in this together. So you're like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. but to actually identify your, the pieces of um, this, that, and how it's affecting you. So, um, and this is maybe for everybody, and I'm going to ask you guys to do it first. Um, can you just identify one emotional cost or price? And it can be subtle. It doesn't have to be a big old one. It could be uh, kind of anything that, that or, or toll is maybe a better way to put it, that this has had on you. It could be someone close to you if you want to describe someone else. But Well, I'm totally eating my feelings lately. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say the exact same freaking thing actually, because I'm I yeah. I weighed myself today. Oh, so annoyed because when this thing started, I was working my way down. I was two seventy last October. I was down to two thirty nine. Right, feeling good yeah. about my trajectory. Working on two twenty. That's where I want to be. That's where my doctor wants me to be. So I'm like, all right, we're gonna go to two twenty. This thing happens, and at first I'm okay. It's all right, and then I start. A little too carby here and there. Don't really think too mm-hmm. much about it. I weigh myself th- this morning. I'm back up to 247. Like, what the crap? It's almost 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm super mm-hmm. annoyed with myself over that. And a lot of people are like, hey, it's a pandemic. Don't worry about it. Put on a few yeah. extra pounds. All, we all, all are. rules are off. It's yeah. totally fine. And I just think to myself, <laughs> yeah, that's an easy way to talk myself out of this. But, you know, yeah. I'm really angry about that. So 
for me, it's been this weird anxiety, existential anxiety about a big health crisis happening and then me not being super good about my own health during it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a weird dichotomy. In so my bowl head. that bo- bowl. Oh my god. Bowl. Boil. Yeah. Boil that down to uh, a one or two word emotion. Can you identify it? Um, mm. Yeah, what would you call that, Brian? I mean, it's it's because uh, it's not like it's not like uh, I'm eating because it makes me feel better. Um, it's maybe just restlessness. How's that word? Restlessness. Restless. Mm, okay, it's, right. it's not bad. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like. Uh, Restless gluttony. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. What, what is the Less, word? What is, what is the word for feeling like you don't have control of anything? Mm. Lack of discipline. <laughs> well, that's but just out though. of control. That would be a feeling. Yeah, I feel. I feel like I don't have control over the anything in the world. So how can I control anything? Like, I have no control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's okay. not like oh, I can't control myself. I got to eat that pizza. It's not like that. It's just mm-hmm. more like. I well, can't. That pizza's not gonna eat itself. Like I can't. Yeah, helpless. Helpless is a good one where you feel like you just there's not much you can do to do anything. And I know yeah. Kim feels this way because she has filled her world with like the first few weeks were really hard for her, really really hard. And now what she does is constantly builds little packages of a combination of like there's a soda in there and some candy, and then the, maybe the candy is or the thing is crushed and it'll say. Um, I hope you really crush on this gift or whatever. And then she'll wrap it in a bow and put it all in plastic and then take it to somebody, leave it at the door and just do this is, this is what's making her feel like she, she has some control Wow, is by taking things to other people in ways that are socially distant yet. Hey, we're thinking about you. And I love that she does it, but I know why she's doing it. And it isn't just for the pure, like, you know, the charity of it. It's her, it, she feels like she it's can do something for her as well. Yeah, I think that's a. I think it's totally a coping mechanism for her, and I don't mean it in a negative way. I think it's a very mm-hmm. positive thing. Yeah, and I'm trying to do those things. These classes we do on Fridays are part of that, or on Saturdays with Carter. That's me trying to do a thing that's that's free and open and welcoming, and you know, like, but but it's another. It's a coping mechanism, I guess. And so I think a lot of people are trying to figure out what that is for themselves. And some days you just don't feel like you have any. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? And that's, that's the obviously very common, I think obviously a very common element of this that is unusual for a lot of people. And this gets back to our emailer. So he's describing her as often bubbly and cheery and the one that kind of brings the laughs and holds everyone together and, you know, um, alive and peppy and all those things. Right. And so whatever, this has meant to her and whatever feelings that she's having, um, you know, it, it, she's not sharing them. If, if she's not talking to him, I, maybe she's talking to someone else, but my guess is she's not. Um, and so what I just wanted to show by asking you guys to, to identify a feeling in one or two words is that humans generally, unless we have really high emotional intelligence and been trained since we were young, we're not great at connecting what we're experiencing with a word um but it is incredibly powerful it, this is dumb to simplify therapy to this one thing but this is pretty much the secret to the sauce mm. to be able to feel something identify it say it out loud and have the person respond with empathy and care mm-hmm. and non-judgment right? right so 
if we're crappy at that, then what ha- tends to happen when we're having way too much going on and, and people can have this, people can have a pandemic version of all the stuff happening at once in their lives and often they'll burn out or they'll have a mental health episode that they need, you know, sort of immediate treatment for, or there's lots of things that can come from that, but we're doing this all at once, everybody. Um, and so I think what we're seeing, uh, and of course I can't wait for all the research to be done <laughs> yeah. so I can not be making it up as I go, but right. this idea that, um, especially folks who they're, their other coping strategies really revolved around um, communal gathering in some way. Some, you know, the things that have just been shut down, um, and so then there there isn't a lot of maybe training, especially if she's just been happy all the time, right? right. Maybe not a lot of training or understanding what to do when she's not okay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's sometimes the most surprising when someone seems to be really resilient and fine and like, oh, they're, we're great. And then something happens and we, we hardly recognize them. They don't recognize themselves either because they maybe haven't practiced understanding those darker feelings or they've pushed those darker feelings away, right? Mm-hmm. And And now it's just too much. It's like sort of being it's rushing over you and it's the day-to-day relentlessness of this, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same. Now you have a three and a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> that is, those are hard ages. People keep saying to my face, well, online face. Um, oh, I'm just so glad my kids aren't your kids ages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've said it. Misha said it. Every single <clears throat> neighbor I have has said it. A stranger I saw walking my dog said, oh, I think about you guys when we pass your house. I'm like, you don't even know us. And I'm thinking about you doing school with all four of your kids. I'm like, you're creeping me out. Why do you know all this stuff? (laughs) Well, it's because all four of us are outside walking our dang dog all the time. Right. Anyway, but the idea being like there that that's you perceive someone else's situation as harder, maybe for good reason. But I my my version of this is I projected on people who have three and six year olds Mm -hmm. and two year olds and babies and just how tough the lack of socialization. It's hard enough when you're parenting small children to get enough socialization for yourself, especially, but also for them to have adult conversations, to feel like the work you're doing is meaningful. It's already low-grade depression to be a parent of young children. Mm-hmm. And to do this kind of parenting in this situation is got to be full-blown depression. And And here's what I'm wondering for our emailer, too, is that Often in couples, they will they'll play a balancing act, and it's almost unconscious. It's not like you're you're maybe even thinking about it. Where one will be okay because the other one's not, mm-hmm. and you have to right. Someone's got to make dinner. Mm-hmm. Right. Someone's got to put the kids to bed. If both of you zonk out and you're both depressed and no one's getting up till noon, well, your house will be on fire because the kids will have lit the house on fire. Yeah. And so <laughs> you can't do it. So he is now taking on all the more um, because she is unable to. And, and there's no communication happening between them, um, which means he's very much more alone. She's alone and he's very much more alone because they, they haven't figured out yet how to communicate what they're feeling mm-hmm. and what they're doing. Now, often couples aren't good at this, right? Yeah. Um, we don't get married because we've had very deep, dark, emotional conversations. We've usually gotten married because we have a lot of fun together, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then later, uh, when real life hits, it's a skill you have to gain together. Um, so this is tricky. This is tricky because how do you start during a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so a couple, couple of suggestions. First of all, do you guys have any thoughts? I mean, can you can put yourselves in his shoes a little bit. Any thoughts of what you would try with your own wives or you, you feel like you've read somewhere? What are your, well, sunlight, um, just getting outside, even if it's in socially distant ways, going to parks or going for a walk. I mean, sunlight, vitamin D has proven to be a mood booster. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be an absolute way of. It's uh, also quickly uh, being proven to be uh, important in people who get this stupid disease because it uh, mm -hmm. people with 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 more moderate I or hear higher bright levels. light. Could we get some sunlight inside their bodies? <laughs> Shine a bright sunlight. Well, the vitamin D thing like seems to be for real. At least at least <laughs> yes. people who have more severe uh, symptoms if they are low in vitamin D. So that's a good. That's good. Mm -hmm. I like that. Getting outside mm -hmm. helps me. You know. Fresh air. Yeah, does wonders for me too. Yep. Okay, so I'm now going to ask a really hard second follow-up question. Uh oh How okay. do you, now I want you to imagine your wives. Yeah. Knowing Not the wanting complexity. wanting to leave the house. Yeah. The, yeah, the complexity of the female psyche. And <laughs> you are going to get them to go outside and tell them all about the benefits of vitamin D. How are you going to do that? <laughs> oh, man. I, I go to the window and I say, oh, my God, Richard Marks is shirtless and he's standing across the streets. <laughs> wow. This came up earlier. Brian does not think about Richard Marks all the time. I promise. No, this is like I've, the, I've thought about Richard Marks twice now in the past uh, two hours, and yeah. then not not at all in the last twenty years. Yeah, it's wow. important okay. to note. Bringing it back. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't um, know if there is a good way. What you just got to say, you got to trust me. You know, I mean, if if Tina was in this situation, and I said, you just need to trust me just this once do what i'm saying it's going to help you she'd do it even though she'd be doing it begrudgingly like no i just want to sit here i don't want to get out and mm -hmm. but she'd do it if i said you just got to trust me and, and get up and get out yeah okay good one brian okay so i'm gonna riff on that for a second okay. so in, when you are the this guy in the email and mm -hmm. you are watching your partner sort of become a different person mm -hmm. it's really scary it's like totally. the person you know, the things that just were a given before are gone. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's some grieving that you sort of have to do in real time. And, and you're maybe angry and maybe you're confused. And, and the, this is where we get a little messed up when we're trying to get them to get better. It's actually kind of tied to the bargaining part of grief a little bit of just like, if you just only... And, and, and this is why often I think depression has been so misunderstood is we have all had bad days and then we all know like, oh, if I just get up and go and do something, maybe if I shower, I'll feel better. So we all have this, you know, folksy wisdom within us that mm -hmm. is not helpful for the most part when you are talking to someone who's depressed because that isn't, it actually is not what is the most helpful, but it would be it, like, I'm not saying the vitamin D is not great. Um, but that's why I asked the second question. How do you help the person get the things that they need? Um, and part of that is being very careful with where you are actually at. So I'm going to start with treating him first before he treats her. Hmm. Um, now, if you can trick your wife, like, I think it would work for me if you put, like, um, red vines. You made, like, a trail outside. <laughs> I would go outside. So yeah, you like can be walking like all fours out the front door into the front. You're like, what? How did I get here? Yeah. And just uh, some kind of trick to do some good things for yourself. Like, hey, you're going to take the boys to the park. You don't like say, hey, do you want to go with us? Mm -hmm. You um, 
you put the kid on your back and you start, sorry, both kids on your back and you get on your knees and you're in the room wherever she is and you start walking out. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to go the whole way to the park like this on my knees and then just walk out with a dead serious face or something like you trick her. Fine. Great. That's like whatever, but you cannot have the energy, which I know you already have to get her to, to, to do these things. And so, so let me talk to him first. What okay. was his letter? Uh, G, M-A- G, G. G. Letter. Okay. Yeah. All right. G money. This is what you're going to do. <laughs> you got to start with your emotions. And this is so weird, right? Cause you think, no, it's her. If she were just chipper again, or if she could just get out of bed or if she, she felt better, this would all be fine. And I understand that that's exactly what we all would want. Right. Um, but you got to start with you. And so I'm going to send this to Scott. It's, um, I don't know how I find just, this picture. Just paste oh, it. picture. Anyway, it's a, uh, from calm.com, which is my favorite meditation app. Oh, calm.com, um, right. Got it. Anyway, it is a, uh, picture of a, well, a feeling, uh, the feelings wheel is what it's called. Mm. And it kind of gives you starts with kind of the main, like surprise, bad, fearful, angry, disgusted, sad, and happy. And then it, make it's like a color wheel it just goes from there and so all the ways you can feel happy and all the you know very nuanced ways of of experiencing anger or fear or bad or sad or whatever um because i want him to start this first to really check in with himself about how he's feeling and i get it you have a three and six year old you haven't spent five seconds to stop and think so put the kids to bed take a nap i don't know whatever you gotta do and Spend a little time assessing how you're feeling. Also, look at your support system. Um, do you have a friend to talk to? Mm. Do you have family that's supportive? Um, it could be people that know and love her as well, because that's really helpful to, to you know, they know how great she is. Um, so your support, your access to your feelings, um, it's, it's, it's the putting the mask on yourself first idea, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you do a little work there and then because when we're coming from the, I just need you to get better. It's really about us. Of course. Right. Of course we want you to feel better, but I also need you to feel better because I have a three and six year old and I'm doing this alone. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so giving yourself a little oxygen, right? Like you matter, this matters. In fact, if you can take off for some time, and not, she's going to be fine. Make sure she's awake and she's with the kids. There is, there is some balancing that can happen. If, of course, let me throw this caveat out. If she is suicidal, um, I don't know if you would know that because she isn't speaking. So maybe it's better that you wait until the kids are taking That was a really good question because I, I wanted, I meant to ask it earlier and forgot, but I mean, how do you know it's not a clinical? I mean, I guess in this case, he's, the indication is that she has always been the one that's been up and ready and let's go. Yeah. And so, yes. And I, and really quick, I'm going on the assumption that this is, she is not actively suicidal and then we'll get to what to do if she might be. Okay. okay? So this is mainly like, she's just sleeping until noon. She's just feeling bummed. It's, you know, she's feeling depressed, obviously. Um, and that's, what's tricky. She isn't, she isn't talking. So we don't really know. Yeah. So that self-care really is going to matter. So my guess is he's overeating, under exercising and is stressed and, isn't doing the things that would normally sort of calm his brain or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So to, to take stock of yourself, what's your support system look like? What are you, you know, how are you actually feeling and doing? Um, And then reach out to your support system 
Um, then also get some information. Now, what would be ideal is if you found her someone to talk to. Now, maybe it's somebody already in her life who she really loves and is connected to and um, can be honest with. But anyone who is always happy might have lots of strategies uh, to not actually say how they feel. So I don't know. Maybe she's the chipper was to sometimes manage the sad. And, and so this is all just very new and expressing feelings, especially hard ones could be, you know, very, very early on for her. Right. So, um, there's lots of resources online. I mean, that's all anyone is doing now. Mm -hmm. Um, you can find a therapist who will see her online. You can, one thing to do is contact your insurance company, find a list of providers, find who's doing, um, online stuff. Mm -hmm. And there are support groups. There are, you know, NAMI, N-A-M-I dot, I think it's dot org, might be dot com, National Association mm -hmm. for Mental Illness, tons of research on depression and um, what to do there. I mean, it's endless, the amount of research resources for COVID-19 specific things that are happening for people. So, so I just wanted to think in order, though, the order, because I get it, you are with little children, mm -hmm. every day is really difficult. So it's hard to do what I'm about to say, what I'm saying, which is do some self-care and self-assessment and make sure you're okay. Um, because right now you have to be okay whether anyone likes it or not. Right. And we want you to actually be okay, not just to be forced to be okay. So, you know, support, taking care of your own emotions, taking care of your own health. Um, and you're, of course, worried about the kids, right? So mm -hmm. you, this, by extension, then you're also making sure they're okay. Um, cause it's impossible. Maybe we should be clear. It's impossible to do all of this mm. and do it all alone. Right. And somehow you're doing it. Right. And we're running the risk that he'll burn out. Right. Yeah. And then so, there's the kind of resentment he'll feel later. I mean, it'll be, that'll take a long time to either fix or those kinds of things can lead to broken relationships and divorces and everything else. And I just, I, you know, I feel, I feel worried for them for the future because you know mm -hmm. 10 years from now when this is not a thing anymore hopefully um you know what did this time do to their relationship did they get did they become closer or did the hardship of it make them appreciate each other more or, or 10 years from now does he still have lingering regrets about that time that he had to raise the kids alone and i don't know right right and and one of the things we're really missing a very crucial component here and that is her thoughts yeah she isn't talking. Mm -hmm. We don't know actually what she's feeling. And, and this leads to the suicidal situation. If that is where her thoughts are going, um, we need to know, right? Um, and the, there's hotlines in every state. Um, most countries have their own. There's a national hotline also in the United States. Most cities have pretty good resources. This is on the suicidal thinking and then suicidal behavior is on the rise during COVID, you know, spring has always been a terrible time um, for suicide statistics and which is always strange. People think it would be winter, right? But it is, it is spring. Wow. Um, yeah. And so that's on the right, but compared to other years, it's, it's high. Um, and so that there are people who are fully aware and trained and know exactly what to, to tell you and help you with. So if you want to call the hotline yourself to get information and ask questions, um, obviously that, that's a, a great resource. But here's where most of us make 
this mistake and I've made this mistake and I'm a flipping therapist. Mm -hmm. And that is you wait until it's bad, right? Mm -hmm. We do this with tires or whatever, you know, your teeth, whatever your thing is that you think, eh, it doesn't hurt that bad. And then we wait until it's pulsating and you can't function. And, and therapy is very similar or getting the help, you know, and the support we need. Sometimes we just hang on, we just keep doing it. We, you know, we we're willing to go so far, um, but that put, puts you and those kids at risk if you think you, you can keep doing it all on your own. Um, and you have been, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yet there, there comes maybe a breaking point. So hopefully this email is a little bit breaking point. Um, and you can do some work. And even if it's just that you start to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. that can be very helpful if she's unwilling um, so that you can get the support and the relief emotionally and connection and ideas and feel supported so that you can continue to do this. This is parenthood generally, everybody. We just are now parenting with a thousand pounds on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. it's already hard to do. It's already hard to be present for a three and six year old. Boys, I know boys, they are they need to run, right? Like mm-hmm. this is <laughs> this is tricky. And um so it really is a matter of seeing this as an emergency for yourself first and then get the tools that we can, that we can help her. Now, can you get her outside and get some sunshine and be hanging out with the kids? And yeah, hopefully that's great, but that will not magically fix anything, nor will, um, you know, this is not a kind of thing. It takes a while to get into the depths of this. And though this is quick onset, it's the thinking starts to just do what it's doing. And so to, to break through some of that thinking takes work. This isn't, unfortunately, isn't come out of it as quickly. Now, it would be awesome. The ep- epidemic is over and everything's fine and let's go back to normal life. There will be ramifications for the last eight weeks for everyone. Even if everything was normal tomorrow, I think you would all be a little bit surprised at how you would be feeling at various times. You'd be surprised that it had the impact that it does. Mm-hmm. But it's not ending. And there's new versions of things and new things to be scared about and opening up, you know, states are opening up and doing different things. And, you know, everyone's kind of left on their own to figure this out, how they feel and what they're doing. So I guess the call is really to anybody um, to really check in and do a little research and trust that this is impacting you somehow and and sort of be careful, use your support networks, et cetera. Right. I, that seems like good advice. I'd really like to hear back from this guy. I hope, I hope, I hope this helps. I don't know. I'm just worried about him. Those little kids are little, but they're also super impressionable. And so it's kind of a time for them. They need to see, your, you know, parents getting along and don't want to see mom all sad all the time. And I don't know, yeah. just feel for yeah. him. Um, anyway, let us know how it goes. In the meantime, use those resources Wendy talked about and make sure uh, to check out realsteps.org, which uh, Wendy runs with her cohort and it's awesome and you should check it out. Uh, when did you say you were going to take new people? I can't remember. When's your- so they can sign up now. Um, and if anyone just wants more information, they can reach out to me through that as well. Um, uh, our next round will be in August. And nice. it's been interesting um, seeing how the pandemic has sort of affected what we're trying to do. And it's it's been interesting because it's tweaked how we see certain things, and I think we're a lot more 
emotion based and mm-hmm. like strength based stuff versus than we might have been otherwise. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it impacts us overall, but it's um, been good and it's nice to have a community where we're all just trying to stay healthy while we're just eating. Yeah. It's an interesting, it's interesting timing. You guys started all that stuff like right when this started happening. Fortuitous. Yeah. So anyway, uh, awesome stuff. We will uh, look forward to next week. Maybe next week we do that thing on, uh, what was it again? It was on, uh, you said it would be a real, Oh, do we have free will get your emails in i want to hear we want a good jumping off point on the idea of free will that could be interesting all right wendy uh thanks for hanging with us say hi to the family and we'll see you next time well thanks guys bye bye-bye okay okay all right well now that we've done that there's only this left to do Couple of shout outs. Quick, a special Yay. shout out to the, uh, uh, we will, we'll call him the guy who's the health slash fasting guy. He always sends me good advice. And uh, he wrote in and says, I was wondering if there's any possible way you could get something mentioned for my brother, uh, Jera, Jeremy, I guess with an Jeremy. I. I think it's, yeah, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's spelling for that. Anyway. Yeah, except I'd, I'd lean towards pronouncing it Jeremy, but Jeremy. Once you say it, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's yeah, a good totally way to spell Jeremy. Different yeah. Jeremy. Anyway, he says he passed away very recently. I was going to email sooner, but it's been a whirlwind in the last seven to ten days. He passed away on the third of this month due to an overdose, and he went mm. without oxygen for around ten minutes. Oh, uh, I'd appreciate a quick mention on TMS if that's possible. I've been listening since 2009. You guys have got me through some really rough times, and I'd like to say thanks he also set up a GoFundMe to help with funeral expenses and that sort of thing. Uh, we are happy to mention that as well. Uh, so the name Jeremy is going to be an easy thing to search for, actually. J E R I M I. A M I. J E R A M I. A M I. Sorry. What did I, I don't know how I got that wrong. You said I am I. I am I. I am I. You are you. I am I. am I. Anyway, he. And we are we and we are all together. He says he didn't feel good about linking it to the tadpole, but dude, don't worry. We're a big family here. You. You absolutely can do those sorts of things, and we're happy to mention this. And I'm really sorry about your brother. Um, that I can't imagine anything worse than losing a family member right now. So uh, be best and feel uh, feel feel uh, at least some comfort knowing that the the tadpoles got your back over here. Uh, also uh, mentioned, on, and I need to make this more clear on the show too. If you've got cool projects that you're working on, and you're a little creator doing some cool things. Um, we're trying to help other creators get their word out on the stuff they make and do. And so here's one that came in. You can just do this at the site, frogpants.com slash TMS. This is Sean Allred from Charlotte. I actually know a Sean Allred. He's my brother-in-law's brother. His name's Sean Allred. Anyway, hmm. says, hey, guys, I love the idea of sharing other shows out there. My podcast is called Cheap Seat Reviews. It's a movie review podcast. I started it after listening to Film Sack for several years. You guys are the best. So, again, that is Cheap Seat Reviews. Thanks, Sean from Charlotte. I'm happy to to mention that. You can find that wherever you get your podcast. Go check it out. Movie review show. I'm sure it's good. Yeah. Uh, Again, if you want to get yours in, frogpants.com slash TMS, where you can also find every other link for things that we do. Tomorrow, because of your patronage at patreon.com slash TMS, you get a TMS PM, uh, at least those who uh, support us. So you'll be able to come and see it live. We put a little private link in in Patreon, and you can get the show uh, afterwards as well. That's an exclusive reward for patrons. Patreon.com slash TMS. All right, Brian, we should play a song and go. Yes, not all of you get it. Just the special words. Just the special words. Uh, Tom Robinson wrote in. I had uh, met Tom Robinson several times over the years at uh, various events, uh, BlizzCon and 
and uh, Nertaculous, things like that. He says, hello, Brian. Oh, and Scott, too. As I work from home on day 45 of California's shelter at home order, I hear a band I recognize playing a cartoon theme song I haven't heard in 40 years. I think the Frog Pants world needs to hear it as well. Stay safe, stay safe everyone. Again, say safe. I'm also just safe. did what we did last time. Mm-hmm. Say safe. Yep. Why not? It's going to be our new phrase. Say safe. Say safe. <laughs> uh, Scott, please play a random film sack clip and try and guess the movie. Thank you as always, Tom. Oh, I love that idea. And by the way, it's funny that that did he say what Tommy is? He's Tom Robinson. Okay, because that's too funny. The song you're gonna play is yeah. Tom Merritt's favorite cartoon as a kid. Oh, really? So for a hot minute there, I'm like, wait a minute, who is this Tom? Wow, Robinson? no kidding. That is kind of yeah. He loves that show. Okay, so I'm gonna play a random random film sack, random yes. film sack clip, um, and then we're gonna guess. And I'm gonna I have to mm-hmm. do this in a way that I don't cheat the system mm-hmm. i need to go here okay all right uh i think this is one cool the last blast of the bow jets broke red against the blue desert sands and the ship slid to a halt at the edge of a vast city that reflected the icy glare oh of that's an old radio thing sorry okay i was gonna say i don't think we saw that movie yeah. <laughs> part of me kind of wants to now all right let me try this one here we go no that's a commercial Hold on. You don't have a folder full of phone I, I have them all grouped now. They're all in a, just a big okay. folder of bumper files. A week before the... Pro- no. Nope. I'll find one. I know it. No one else gives a shit. Okay, that's a real one. Okay. Let me try that one more time. <laughs> yeah. No one else gives a shit. All right, this is 2018, wow. so that helps. Um, that's that's when we did that film sack. Yes. That's not, the movie didn't, itself didn't come out. There. Correct. It was when we recorded, so... Is that the haunting of... No one else gives a shit. No. It sounds like she's at a uh, at a restaurant or something. Well, here's another thing from I that. thought aspects of it seemed slightly fake. Does that help at all? It's from the same no. movie. This is also from that movie. Beautiful. Oh! Uh, what is Steve Zissou, uh, the, the, the Bill oh. Murray thing. The Bill Murray oh, the movie. Uh, under the under the sea. Uh, under the uh, sea the, the Wes Anderson. Yes, that's it, um, right? Isn't that life it? aquatic? Life aquatic. Life yeah. aquatic. That's it. That's it. Okay, so that. No one else gives a shit. That's Kate Blanchett then, or no, no, who? Wait, who was in that? Can't be. Yeah, was that Kate Blanchett? Her voice sounds too high to be Kate Blanchett. Blanchett, life aquatic. I mean, she was in that, but. That doesn't sound like that sounds too high. Oh, that's a totally, sounds like a higher pitch than her. That is, is it, that's it? totally her. So, so I the, thought aspects of it seemed slightly fake. That's her there as well. Okay, gosh, but, she sounds so. Her voice sounds like such a higher register than usually. I think of Kate Blanchett. And here's Bill Murray. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's absolutely. It. That is such a Bill Murray well done. thing. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, we did it then. I feel pretty good about that. We anyway. did exactly what you asked us to do, Tom Robinson. Sorry, this has greatly delayed your song announcement. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, the song is by Sublime. We've actually played this on TMS before, but I feel like it's a good time to play it again. Uh, Sublime. So um, this this goes well if uh, Nicole is out there uh, doing some more doobage. She'll enjoy this a lot. Uh, Hong Kong Fui is the uh, is the theme. It comes from that Saturday morning cartoon's greatest hits. This goes out to Tom. Here's Hong Kong Fui. Who is this superhero? Sarge? No. 
Rosemary, the telephone operator? No, I'm at. Henry, the mild-mannered janitor? This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Poo 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 gem.